0: Good morning. We'll welcome here to Breakthrough City Church. Welcome to all of you that are here this morning. And um, just again, enjoying um, just the freshness of and a hungering for just a fresh outpouring of, of, of Holy Spirit. And um, I want to just encourage those listening and online just to hunger for God because it's the key really just to pull on heaven. And um, so I I'm, I'm have expectancy for this year that um, we are going from glory to glory. It's, it's the best year yet. 2024 will be the best year yet. When we confess these things and believe these things, we're actually, that's the will of God, that we go from glory to glory. You do realize that. There's a momentum. The kingdom of God, it advances and when we start to be renewed in our mind, doesn't matter, things might go this way or that way, it doesn't matter, but it will be the best year yet. And that is part of having a renewed mind. So have an expectancy for those uh, online listening, those here that, that this year will be the best year yet. All right, amen. So last week, I'm going to just continue sharing. I'll just touch on Try highlight. I Actually, I don't know if I'm going to finish this week uh, part of this message or next week, so just bear with me. At some times, I just want to really uh, move with what the Holy Spirit is saying, so I might not finish even in uh, this Sunday. But um, part of the word for this year, um, part of the prophetic word for those on, watching online, you can find it on our uh, Facebook page or you can find it on our website. Um, you will find this, and um, but there's a prophetic word that God gave me at the end of November in 2024 and um there are um please take note of these things net so 2024 uh, 2023 sorry we're not at 20 end of 2024 yet um we are going there it's almost christmas but anyway a lot must happen before that so, <laughs> oh, i see these signs from the back there yes thank you my love um so a- end of november 2023 the lord gave me a prophetic word uh you'll see it's time stamped on our facebook page so it wasn't a gleaning year, and they of prophetic words. It's something that God downloaded for us as a local church, but also the body, just to encourage us and to help us uh, pinpoint things further ahead. So I, I just want to touch on one or two of those things in context of the message that I shared last week and this week. And uh, some of the bullet points uh, for that prophetic word, uh, it was actually released on the 21st of November, 2023. All right, so... Um, the first main point was the winds of, re- of renewal will blow in 2024. Winds. Um, anyone experience any winds? There's been diverse amounts of winds that have been blowing. For those who don't realize, the last couple of months, not just in this nation, other nations, there's been like major storms, major winds been blowing. Um, and I said to look even as signs, you will see as signs of what God is wanting really just to um, confirm his word. Um, So there's renewal in 2024 and there's divine disturbance and clearance. There's a removing of the old and ineffective dead things are busy taking place. Um, There's renewal, refreshing and rebuilding will occur. And in the detailed word just regarding with renewal I actually spoke there's a lot of things that will happen even in the body of Christ, even where there will be ministries and this was not uh, uh, condemnation please understand this but even with certain ministries certain things that have become old there will be a removal of even some of those things because god wants to bring forth new things and even people in certain places and ministries there will be a removing to bring about renewal all right so it is really this divine disturbance and clearance that's taking place in the body of christ in 2024 some of you might have seen the headlines lately of what has been happening even in the body uh, just with um, certain ministries and people. So we pray for God's grace because He loves us. He loves us all. and um, But God is serious about His body. It's His body. And what He wants to do through the body. So there's renewal, refreshing, and rebuilding. And then I touched on some of the other points that there's going to be an establishing of in this year. There's going to be a building up to refreshing in this year. The, the supernatural... Um, uh, living from the unseen to the seen realm. We're going to see this more happen. And there's going to be grace released. There's going to also be protection and provision. And these are some of the things, I, I, the reason why I just referred to this word is in the context of even last week, and I, I spoke about the surrendered heart. And I gave a scripture, and we're going to just jump straight into that scripture. I just want to touch one or two things from last week, just to get try get through the thread I want to come to now. And and really, last week I started to share this, where I said this, that, um, I know Marie was laughing nicely about this one, but where I said to you that, um, just imagine yachts or or sailing boats or ships, that when the the sails are out there and you go towards winds, or imagine 500 years ago, people sailing ships, if the wind was only blown in one direction, you're only going to go where the wind blows, and I said, but the amazing thing about on yachts or sail ships or uh, any type of uh, vessel like that is that you can actually sail in the direction of the oncoming wind. Amazing. You tack the sails. You literally tighten the sails. That actually the sails are taking you. You actually can uh, move like this into the direction of the wind. Amazing. So those who haven't sailed a boat, go sail in a yacht. <laughs> so, um, and what I said to you is that... Um, I really believe God is really wanting us to prepare our hearts this year that we'll have surrendered hearts because the adverse winds that we experience and adversity that we actually experience and will experience in this year is actually to bring us to a place that we have a surrendered heart. And I spoke about how um, to be encouraged that God wants to entrust us with more and He cannot entrust us with more when we go through the storms of life. That is when we actually see what we carry. And God wants us to carry His glory. Remember I said the glory, the other word, actual meaning, means weightiness of God. There's a weightiness of His glory that He wants us as the body of Christ to carry. And for us to carry the glory, we will have adverse situations that come our way. I don't know about you, but if I look at the disciples and Jesus, they went through a lot. But how you deal with your situations will determine if you stay in track. So adverse storms or adverse things in our lives, even for 2024, is because of God, the Spirit of God is leading us in that even those adverse winds that come away, is actually God is bringing about a refreshing and a renewal, even according to that word that I shared. Right, so I spoke to you about how Um, You know, when when we go through adverse situations, God actually deals with our heart. And I spoke about how we have to uh, uh, surrender to this. And I said the real test is what I'm going to do with, you know, the hunger that exists in my heart. It's like there's promises promises God's given us for this year as a local church or in the body or as individuals. But does the hunger remain when we experience adversity? Because many Christians that go through adverse situations seem to lose the hunger. But what has God put in your heart? So, I I, want to just make a statement, please. It it might be loud. Just block your ears. No. Um, So, for 34 years, it'll be this year and that. It, It seemed, even in my own life, it's like hell and back that certain things in my own life that I've been through when it's come to adverse situations. But the seed in my heart from when I got saved was the glory of who he is, the glory of God, the presence of God. If it wasn't for encountering and and God putting something that the hunger in my heart to see, there's no ways I can stand here today. There's a seed he's put in your life, there's promises he's put in your life that you could not be here today if it wasn't for the hope that was put in the promise of that seed. And I stand here today because of that grace of the sea that is in me of knowing God. I'm pursuing to see your glory in its fullness. The increase of your glory in the body. in The increase of the, your glory on the planet earth. That you will reveal through your sons and daughters. So I long to see his glory more and more. This is in my heart. Just from encounters that I've encountered God when I got saved. So... I spoke about that God puts these desires. He puts things in your heart. And does that hunger remain though in adversity? So many times the storms test what you're hungry for. Religion can't keep you going. Hunger for God will keep you on fire. Alright. So I touched on that. Um, uh, Let me just see. Like I said, I I don't want to rush. But I I need to get some... Things black in place. So, um, <clears throat> what I, I I then gave a scripture, and I started to speak to you about the scripture in Mark chapter ten. And I just want to read that scripture again in Mark chapter ten. Um, Mark chapter ten, I read verse twenty three, and it says this: uh, Then Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, "How hard is it for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God?" Remember. And then verse 26, And they were greatly astonished, saying among themselves, Who then can be saved? But Jesus looked at them and said, With men it is impossible, but not with God. For with God all things are possible. Then Peter began to say to him, See, we have left all and followed you. So Jesus answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, there is no one who has Left house, or brothers, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands, for my sake, and the gospels. Who shall not receive a hundredfold now, in this time, houses, and children, and lands. And then he says, with persecutions. And in this age to come, eternal life. He says, yeah, listen. Because you chose to follow me, you chose to pay a price. You chose to follow me to the ends of the earth. You chose me to remain in the place I've called you to. Because you've been faithful, God says, I will bless you. I'll bless you with the things because you seek in first my kingdom and my righteousness. He says, I will add things to you. Okay? Some people are looking for a lot of other things except his righteousness. That's why a lot of people don't actually have things. Anyway, we won't go there. But yeah, he says, even when you start, even in business doing well, even in your family, even in your career, even your children are prospering, your whatever. He says, guess what? He says, and I will, with this, what comes in your life, persecutions are going to be added to this. Oh, well, I don't know what gospel you were given, but that's the message of salvation, but not the message of the kingdom. The kingdom, guess what? We're born in a battle. So as believers, we're born in a battle. Stuff goes wrong. Bad things happen to good people. Hello? This sign of eternity, guys, this is it. So we signed up for this. We didn't sign up for a crash. We signed up for an army because we're the army of God. Amen? Alright, so this scripture is, is, you know, like quite bizarre because <laughs> just what it says. It's like, oh my goodness, I, I, I give up. I mean, I, 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 in my own life, I mean, and you have to put that by yourself. Did you give up everything to follow Jesus? Or did you only give up that what's comfortable? I told you I had my own brother come to me. Um, and he grabbed me by the neck, yeah, by the shirt. And he said, Charles, within, you will see within six months, this is just a dream that you dream in. Because they were unsaved. You will see within six months, well, it's almost 34 years later. Thanks be to God. By His grace, that's all I can promise you. Nothing else would have taken me through this. I, I, I lost my best friends, I lost career opportunities. At the age of 21, I was assistant to a director of a company of 6,000 people. At the age of 20, actually. Whether opportunities would come from that, or whatever, whatever. Just, you hear what I'm saying? It's like, but you can't compare that. You can't compare these things. And yet Jesus says, you leave your mother, you leave your brother, you leave your whatever, to follow me then Jesus says I'm going to add even persecution to your life why Jesus was not speaking about money when he spoke to his disciples I said this last week I said he was actually this is he was actually representing our lives it is the pressure and things in our lives that actually reveals what we believe when we go through adversity what you and I do is what we are are you going to crook be a crook like the one who crooked you Are you going to want to kill the person? It's just me that thought these things sometimes. Someone thinks that have done the worst things to you. And I want to take revenge? It's just, sorry, all the saints out there. You've never thought anything like that, (laughs) eh? Anyway, so, Jesus says this thing. He speaks about... um, Allah has been represented, yeah. So, um, and then I went on and I just revealed about how, and I started to touch on the first thing I said. Some of these adverse things now we go through. So as believers, the the youth sitting here, the youth listening as well, the older people in that, I want to tell you and encourage you and say, you are going to have challenges at school. You're going to have challenges at university. You're going to have challenges at work. You're going to have challenges in your family. You're going to face adversity. But God is actually looking for our hearts. He's looking for people, he's looking for worshippers, people that look like him in adversity. Because that's how the world is going to see Jesus. They're going to see his glory through us, the body. And I touched on the first thing about one of the winds of adversity, the one of the storms or winds of adversity that come to us, I spoke about disappointment. And I said that we all go through disappointment. Even in this year, there will be disappointments. How we navigate disappointment is going to determine how we end this year. Remember, prophetic words are conditional. Many times people say, I have prophetic words in my life and I have this. It is all conditional. There are certain prof- prophecies or prophetic words that are, that, which, which will happen, whether or not you and I like it or not. It will happen. For instance, give an example very present. The nation of Israel. Israel will be restored. It was restored in 1948. It was prophesied. God said, I will do this. I will put my people, I'll bring them from the nations, and I'll put them back in Israel. Whether you like it or not, just don't ever try a fight with God. Whether you approve or disapprove, I promise you. There's neither Jew nor Gentile. Yeah, but I don't like to, you know, eat pork now. Come on. Do you understand? We've separated the body so much because of this and that. And and yet Jesus says, listen, this is this. This is how it is. You understand? So let's let's become sons and daughters, not kindergarten kindergarten children. All right? Let's become mature in Christ. So here's adverse things we face. And disappointments are going to come. Remember when I said this, and I said this to you. If I don't trust God, if I don't trust Him in disappointment, He cannot trust me with any fulfilled dream. Did you get what I said? A lot of us don't have dreams that aren't fulfilled in your life yet. Why? Because God could not trust you when you were disappointed. Because we could not trust Him. you got that so if we don't trust him in the negative we won't be trustworthy in the positive all right um i went on and i I was just sharing about disappointment how to deal with it um and um what i do want to just continue with here now is is just the the next the next one so um There's there's basically four points I want to deal with concerning wounds of adversity. How do we deal with them? Because we're going to face them. And just in line with the prophetic word from last year for 2024, these wounds are blown. And he's looking for all of us, not just part of us, in every area of our life. So, um, you know, these tests, they're going to come our way. And these tests will continually measure the glory we carry. It's going to measure what glory of God we carry, these tests. When Jesus was persecuted, betrayed, and whatever, what came out is who he was the living word. When you and I go through storms and adversities, what comes out is what's in us. It's like the stink bug. When you press it, you only know what's in the inside. Isn't that so? So God is looking for a bride pure without wrinkle, He's not looking for a congregation. He's looking for the bride. All right, so um, so yeah, we have this, uh, this glory that God wants, not just you as an individual, he's wanting local churches to come under the glory. How much glory can we carry as a local church? That means what? You and I are going to go through circumstances. And that's why we need one another. So please, I'll be very honest and straight. For many online people whose church is the internet and any ministry online they choose, that is not the way God intended it. God intended it for you to be built into a local church, a local house. Because that's the body. That's family. You can't see what's in you when you from afar watching. Only when you face your brothers and sisters where... You have not chosen them, but God chose them for you. Do you realize what's in you? Then you realize what fruit of the Spirit is in your life. You understand? So this is so important um, just to understand this. Um, so So God wants us really just to carry this in different regions of the world, His glory. But what can we as a body carry? When we go through storms, when we go through adversities, what do we carry? What do we reveal? Do you always feel what Ah oh, I feel yeah, I want to pray for this person, I want to pray for the sick person in the street. It is my life now, it becomes a message. It's not always what I feel, it's what I believe, it's what I am. So when the challenges come my way, and you know there's going to be disappointments. But if I can trust him through disappointment and maintain my confidence in his goodness, I will come out. With breakthroughs in my life. Alright. The second point basically I want to deal with um, is loss. Anyone experience loss in this room or listening? Everyone. Every one of us have experienced loss in some way. So one of the winds of adversity that comes our way is loss. Now remember we are busy heading in the wind. We are the sail ship and we tack in the sails. That it catches the wind so that we can still get and go in the direction God's called us. Why? Because he's put something in us that we are willing to pay the price for. That's what I'm saying. What has he put in you? Is also a question. What hunger for him has he put in you? That you lay your life down. That's that conviction that must always be in your life. Because when you find that, you'll find your purpose as well. Just by the way. Hello? I told you when I was saved, six months, God sent me to an actual war zone. In Mozambique, when there was a civil war, God said, go. And you heard part of that, part of that testimony, but what is has it put in you that you're willing to risk your life? Think about it. So the challenges there are that they that come our way. There are disappointments, there's loss. How or what do I deal with when it comes with loss? Okay. Every one of us suffer loss. Who's experienced financial loss? <laughs> yeah, everyone put their hands up, yeah. Financial loss. Who's experienced um, people might have experienced loss of a friend. Who's lost friends? Yeah. Who's lost a loved one? Yeah. Who's lost a father, a mother, a sister, a brother? Yeah. Yeah. That's loss. So, if I don't know how to come to him, how to come to the Lord with loss, then he can't trust me with gain. If I don't know how to go to the Lord when I'm, I have loss in my life. I have a loss of a loved one. God cannot trust me when I actually get gain of a friend, a husband, a wife, children, business, finances. He can't trust me. Because then I will put my trust in that instead of Him. The measure of gain he wants to release over my life, listen to me, is actually measured once again, what can you, what can I carry? So there's things you and I experience and God is measuring. When I go through loss, I say to you, God doesn't bring disappointment. We have disappointment. We know the one that kills, steals and destroys. We know who he is, and we won't speak about him. But when we do go through these things, how we deal with it is so important, because he wants to know what we can carry when we go through loss. He wants to know what we can carry when we go through disappointment. Do we still carry his initiative? Do we still carry his will? Do we still carry his ways? So, when, and, and like I said, each one of us might have a lost a loss. I mean, when I lost my father, or my mother, my brother, um, what do you experience? You experience what? You experience confusion. You experience pain. You experience, um, you know, the questions, why? Why did this happen? All of us experience that. And the thing is, some people might experience shame. You know, I could have, should have done this. I could have helped with that. But the key to when you experience loss, the key is to keep on worshipping Him. Keep on worshipping Jesus There's many things I don't understand. There's things that you and I will not even understand in the future. But that's why we have this peace which surpasses all understanding. If you have, you might be feeling maybe it's it's a sting that you might have. It might be this thing of, ugh, I have this sting about, Lord, but I prayed for my loved one. I prayed for my father. Uh, and he died. I did. My father had cancer. Got it. Within two months he was dead. Buried. So you sit with this sting, you know, and, and you sit with this thing of, uh, you know, uh, this, this was my prayer. This was my conversation with God. God, intervene. What do you do? You give God an offering. It's an offering. Because. (laughs) It's an offering. Because it's not something done. Because you like it. It's not something because you feel like it. It's something done. As an offering. And that's what he's looking for. That's an offering. That we give him. You know, the thing is, God always answers prayer. Sometimes we don't understand it. God, what are you actually saying? But He's always a faithful. He's the most faithful Father. And, and, and you know what? It, the other thing is also, I want to tell people, don't don't pretend, don't pretend that the pain doesn't exist. Ah, yes. species South Africans, I'm telling you specifically. You know, like, you know, I'm a man. I don't, you know, so a lot of those overseas won't understand what I'm saying or meaning. But a lot of us, us men in South Africa will, you know, I will not show my emotions or whatever. So don't deny the pain that you have either. That's a mistake. It will manifest somewhere. All right, so it's it's not that the pain doesn't exist. But there's this saying that we always say, is that faith does not deny a problem's existence. It denies its place of influence. So it doesn't mean to say it doesn't exist, but I say, Lord, I refuse this thing to influence my life. I acknowledge this pain, but I refuse this to influence my life. Okay? So, the pain you have, listen to me, the pain you and i have when we have loss the pain we carry gives flavor to our worship and we'll never have that opportunity again on the side of eternity you realize that we'll never ever have that opportunity for eternity except on planet earth to actually worship him While still having pain. Because in heaven there's no tear, there's only joy, a fullness. There's no pain, there's no sickness. This is the opportunity we have. Ah, I experienced the pain, I experienced the loss. Father, but I worship you. You're awesome, you're the most amazing. Thank you for your presence, thank you for your goodness. Lord, that person did me in with business. That person stole from me. Lord, I worship you, the most faithful Father. I love you. You love me. I worship you. The Father is looking for worshippers. And that while we start doing that, we become like Him. We start to look like Him. We start to act like Him. Paul says, I know how to abound, and I know how to be abased. In all things, Christ strengthens me. So it's like, Lord, I'm weak, but you give me strength. Lord, I feel I can't carry on, but you give me strength. When we start to actually form a pattern in a way of life like this, of worship, we can actually navigate adversity in our lives. You might not understand, you might not like what you see, but I'd rather have the peace in my heart and mind than have an account of what you owe me. Because I'm the one not sleeping if I keep an account. You see, God is looking to be able to build on the platform of difficulty in my life. He wants to build on that platform when we have difficulty. He wants to build it. The whole aim of, in our Christian walk is to, become, is to in Not to see how many people fill in the building, not to see what we can get and achieve or the goals or the assignments, But it's to become become more like Jesus. Then we're representing the Father well. Uh, Paul says, I labor, I'm I'm, I'm laboring, I'm I'm ministering, I want to see your life transformed. I labor until I see Christ formed in you. That's why we're called Christians. The word is a small, it's actually Christ-like, little Christ-like people. Christ-like. We look like Him. We behave like Him. We speak like Him. We walk like Him. We talk like Him. All right, so I spoke about difficulty. I spoke about loss. The other one which none of you ever experience either. No, just joking. But is criticism. Any of you ever been criticized? Yep. All right, so um, who, who doesn't want to be criticized? <laughs> it's a trick question. Uh <laughs> Then don't do anything. Don't do anything right if you don't want to be criticized. But otherwise, you will be criticized. Those at school, those at wherever, if you do things right, you will be criticized. Otherwise, just don't do anything good or right. Okay, so, um, you know, it might be. <laughs> i sometimes get you know some people will comment and you know, i'll just put a sometimes i i'll put a comment if it's on the internet or something like that especially with world scenarios happening because the earth belongs to the lord and i rule and reign with him the bible says so sometimes i'll just put something in and i actually delete it but sometimes before i delete it again the comments that i get so i have to just be wise or whatever um <laughs> but on the other side even on the internet or social media what I do want to say because it's a big platform is social media but for some reason you on the internet you have many self-ordained experts amazing these preachers, they got, they got this, or they, this, this business, this and this, and you look, that, they don't even have any people. They, they don't even have a ministry. They don't, you understand? But that's what the internet does. So these self-ordained experts. But anyway, so you will have criticism. Criticism is never fun. Who likes criticism? No one likes it. But, listen to me, when someone does criticize or say something about you or me, listen to me carefully there might be some elements of truth in it. (laughs) So just be teachable. Because there might be some elements, small, of truth in there. So there's a thing called positive criticism, which I believe is good. It's good that we can positively criticize. You know, this, I don't know, you know. Just work on this thing. If you're teachable, it's not a problem. Okay? So... There might be small elements of truth. So the more you become known, guess what happens? The more you're going to be criticized. Whether it's in your work, whether it's at school, whether it's whatever, the more you become known, the more you will be criticized. So you can't get to go where you want in life unless you actually face adverse winds in your life you can't go you know a lot of people say ah oh, I just want to I want to just go in the crew little house there I, I sometimes feel like not in the crew more in the Kruger but <laughs> they both got a K uh, in the word but um, you know I just want to be there that but guess what then, then you, that you just hiding away and you think you can't fix you you need people around you to help fix you That's why we need community. Many Christians have been hurt. Are not involved in local churches. is because they've been hurt. But it is God's mechanism. It is His family. Is the way to help fix and restore you. Get back into the local churches where God adds you. Please. Please. Alright, so... It is never fun to be criticized, yes, but if God does not defend me, I'm not worth actually being defended either. So I can be criticized, you can be criticized, but if God's not going to defend me, then it's anyway not worth being defended, do you understand? God's going to defend you. If things happen, I mean, I tell you now, I mean, stuff we hear... You know, um, even about like with school situations, people that would say things, whatever, and then we would pray in those school situations, whatever. A year later, whatever things we start to hear, something's turning around. I mean, we heard this week as well. Just certain relational things, certain things. God turns stuff around because he's working in the back scenes in that where we don't see him working. He's working with people. Make sure, I told you, forgiveness. Forgiveness is not what you feel to do. It's what you and I need to do. When you forgive opens the door for restoration. Doesn't mean to say you feel like you need to forgive. You choose to forgive. So, um, if I try to defend myself for anything in life, then I'm actually, what I'm doing is I'm defending myself. That's called self-promotion. And if I give self-promotion, I'm defending myself the whole whole time like that. I have to sustain that. And I have to keep that. To sustain, to try to protect. So I'm protecting myself the whole time. Instead of realizing that when God uh, protects you, he will also promote you. And when he promotes you, he will protect you in what you're doing. Alright? So when criticism comes. So how do you face things that come your way? How do you face things that come your way? Well, in my past, the way I faced things was come. I told you as a young age, I was taught to clobber, fight other kids, and you just hook them. You just, you know, you got the moves like Jagger. No, you got the, like Tyson. <laughs> so what many people do when they're criticized or hurt is retaliation. Isn't that so? Have a look at On the internet? (laughs) Have you seen that? Retaliation. People come, social media, whatever. That might be in that form, might not be physically. But retaliation takes us out of our place, listen to me, retaliation takes us out of our place of authority. And it takes us into a place where there's no supernatural power working, but it is only human power now. So many times people say, ah, you know, you Christians are, 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 are got no spine, you know, you, you like jelly, you're weak. Because people in the world expect you to come with fits, come you with whatever. But it takes more to forgive someone sometimes. Or it takes more to stand back than to retaliate with something. Because that's when the supernatural steps in. It's not out of your own strength. And especially those, I mean, I grew up this way. You you defended yourself, eh? <laughs> In any way necessary. Any means or any measures. That's how I grew up. So retaliation was, eh, you just take it on. You, you, you know, just bite this bullet. You take it on. So that's a mistake. It's human power. Instead of saying, God, you know what? I, I, I surrender this and I worship you. Come deal with this situation. So many of us want greater breakthrough. Many of us want revival. Um, and, and I mean, there's more for, for us in that. But the glory—the the, the thing about this is about this—is that the Bible says the glory of the latter house will be greater than the former. <laughs> Meaning that you know, there's more. There is more breakthrough. There's greater things that lies ahead. And it's um, not going to end with a low note. It's going to end on a high note. God has really warned us. So. More than for us. So when we get our breakthrough, he has more. He wants us to go further. When you get a breakthrough in an area, we might face a similar scenario, but he wants to get you to another level because you have more authority than. In that area. Some of us are still at grade R level when it comes to our retaliation. We act the same way as a child. And you might be 40, 50, 60, 70, whatever years old. We still act with that mentality. So our breakthroughs that still grade are. You understand? So God wants us to go to, from one level to another level of authority. That's His will. That's how we have authority. So the things that we face that they actually come against us. What does it do? So when you face adversity, what does it do? Um, I've told you, actually, my one toe, you know the story of something you don't. Um, on my one foot, I actually, um, I, I actually, there was an accident. Glass bottle slipped out of my hand. I was about four or five years old. And it was a wet coat bottle. And uh, it slipped and it went to the ground, but it cut off my ligament of my uh, second small Um, So the ligament is this joint that that connects. Actually, I have complete feeling everything in that, but it doesn't have function. What happens with adversity when we go through things is that we become disjointed. And when many Christians I see are disjointed in their lives and their functionality, because of adversity. So, if my shoulder's dislocated, I, I, it's 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 on the body, but it doesn't have function. That's why even the Bible says, "Don't be disjointed from being in a local house." By the way, because you don't have function, you actually don't serve any function and purpose. So many people that have adverse situations you go through, people, many Christians, and this is, the hope is that God wants to restore and heal you. So if you've gone through trauma, you've gone through things, God wants to restore you, wants to heal you, that you are a function. Because many Christians don't have function anymore. They're just waiting to die to go to heaven. I know people like this. I've been told by people, I've said before, they're not in this church, by the way, but um, i 've told we if I die don 't show don 't come and raise me from the dead because I mean I said we we, we we go to raise people from the dead. I was told because it 's just too much this i won 't ask anyone to raise their hands here. Yeah? <laughs> all right the thing is this so um, God wants us to function, but listen to me. I go through adversity, we go through different adverse things. If I can't trust, listen to me, if I can't trust God in the middle, in the middle of being criticized, then He cannot trust me with the level of praise from people. Did you hear what I said? You can be executive, you can be a leader of a company, you can be the head of the household, you can be a leader at your school, you can be um, in the ministry, whatever. If if God cannot trust you when you're being criticized because of your response, then (laughs) this is going to affect you when it comes to when you get praises from people. Because then it's going to be, oh, yes, I am the one, the chosen one. <laughs> you know, you it goes to your head. This is why many times people in business, corporate, family, the higher they go in business, the higher they go in society, the higher they go into Hollywood, the higher they go into ministry, they start falling. Because the glory now cannot be carried. Because... Of what's coming their way, it's like, I have no authority because I am the man. I am the head of this business. I'm the head of this family. I am the main person. Do you understand? So God can't trust us anymore. Because we don't take the criticism anymore. We, we, we cannot carry the praises of people anymore. Because it destroys us. Many people in the Bible like this. So... um the thing is, I want to tell you this, is that when we are criticized, and we, despite our criticism, we praise God and we thank God. Do you know that we can actually impact God? Do you know that you and I can impact God? Have you ever thought about that? That, that, that you can actually, listen to me, I, I, I won't go in that direction yet, but you can actually change the mind of God, you and I. There's bi- people in the Bible where, where people in the Bible change the mind of God. Ah, come on, it just blows my mind, not as if you know God know that, but a father and a son and a daughter have that sway because of the relationship. My daughter will tell you I'm pretty when it comes to this is what I decide is decided. I was told that this week again. Uh, when I say a thing, that's how it is. But she will also know, my daughter will also know, there is sway where I do change my mind. It's the same with our heavenly Father. So, yeah, is how, how how's it that in 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 this when when I when even when I get praised for oh you're so great at school, you're so great as a father or parent, so great as whatever this. And God can trust me with praises of men. Praises in business. What actually happens is that, um, you know, there's this, this possibility to impact God. Who did that was the centurion. He was, he was not a Jew. The centurion was able to impact Jesus. Jesus says, I have not found in the whole of Israel someone with such faith like you. Hey? And he impacts Jesus in such a way. Another example. Do you know that Jesus is called Son of David? Hey? Jesus is called the Son of David. And throughout eternity, Jesus will be called the Son of David. This is what the Bible says. How is that possible? Because David impacted the heart of the Father. This is Old Testament. So, What kind of impact did or must David actually have had to actually affect the heart of God? That God said, I will call my son your son. There's this impact that he had. All right. So, um, there's a scripture that says, Yeah, it says, a righteous man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. What does it mean? When I live righteously. My life, I have an impact for the generations to come. When you live righteously, your life will impact generations to come. Generations you and I will never see, and I know this for a fact. I'm telling you even as a local church. There will be generations to come that we will never meet here, but we'll meet one day. That our lives will impact generations, not just in this nation, but in other nations. Because that's what God's called us to do. And that's the heart of the Father. Is that, that we are actually co-laborers. We are sons and daughters of the Most High. Alright. So. If I can't handle any criticism well. Then. Um, and And, and all, all I'm actually just doing. I'm just giving an offering to him. But. I actually cannot be trusted with the praise of people, so you know, uh, you know I, 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 you know if i can 't handle uh, criticism well and I just give it as an offering to him, then you know I can just do something mechanically, but when I do it out of lord you know out of out of really just praising God out of god 's going to trust me he 's going to trust me with more all right so if you't you can 't you, you, you If you, sorry, if you let criticism lie in your heart, what it actually does when this lies in your heart, criticism, it actually steals your faith. Because you actually can't believe God and trust Him for anything. If you're critical. Okay? You actually, it robs you of your faith. So people who don't know how to receive honor, listen to me. People who don't know how to receive honor because... Um, the thing is, some people will just hear me right when I say this. You pray for someone who's sick. And someone comes to you, or you, maybe in the worship team, and you say, wow, people say, you are, wow, what an amazing voice you have, whatever. Oh, no, it's not me, it's just the Lord. No, no, you're lying. It wasn't the Lord, it was you. It was you worshiping, it was you singing, it was your voice. When you're praying for someone... And they get healed. You heal them. Jesus says, He commands us, heal the sick. But listen to me now, when we're doing this, because sometimes we're religious. No, 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 it's the Lord. No, it was you. So when you receive honor, listen to me. So anyone, uh, uh, um, sorry, people who don't know how to receive honor, no, no, it wasn't me. This year, it's the Lord. When you don't know how to receive honor, it will happen that you will not have any crowns one day to lay at His feet. Did you get what I said? The Bible says one day, because of the glory and the honor that you and I received, we will take those crowns and we will lay it at His feet. You cannot receive honor because actually you pride in your life. So when you receive also criticism, I praise God, but when you also receive honor, say thank you. Do you understand? we we very religious and no, no, I can't, no, no. You receive the honor. Because that honor you and I will give back to him. Do you get what I'm saying? Because what crowns that we've received on earth can we give to him? It's those praises and the honor that we've received. But who gets the glory? He gets the glory. He gets the glory while we're on earth. But also one day when we're before him, he gets the glory and he gets all the honor we've received. Those are the crowns we cast at his feet. Are you still with me? Okay. I know I'm stirring some things up there. That's why Jesus says, you will do greater things in my name you'll do greater things. He gets the glory. He gets the praise. You get criticized, he gets the praise. You get honored, he gets the praise. Do you understand how it's working? It's working through. It doesn't reside here. It still goes to him. Amen. Alright. I'm going to just end there. Um, you see uh, I've still quite a bit... But the, actually the next one and that is actually probably more crucial than some of these others, about facing adversity. And um, um, must I mention it to you? So the next one I'll actually handle is one that is even closer to heart than all others, closer than loss, closer than criticism, closer than disappointment, and that is betrayal. And I really believe God wants us to deal with these things. Because these adverse things are going to come. Discouragement, disappointment is going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. This is going to happen for the rest of our life. Loss is going to happen. Criticism is going to happen. But He wants us to trust Him in it all. He wants us to praise Him in it all. Because that's how we get healed, restored, delivered. Amen. So we will deal with the next one next week. I hope we can get uh, also this done. But these are the winds that are blowing through the body, through the nations right now. And these adverse things, God wants us to settle in our heart so we can get in the right direction. Amen. Good. Let's pray. I want to pray for you. You can stand with me. So thank you, Father, for... Um, This day, thank you for this word, that it finds a resting place in our hearts, and that our hearts just receive this word. Like Mary said, let it be done to me according to your word. And the Holy Spirit came and overshadowed her, and conception took place. So Father, I want to pray that conception of this word will take place, that it will be food for the journey, that this word be a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path, that we can actually run this race even in 2024, with the winds of adversity, but that we'll stay on course, that we'll not get off course. We'll stay on course because our hearts have been surrendered and yielded to you, Jesus. And I thank you, Father, that you give us this grace and the strength. In Jesus' name, amen.